Have you thought about what the Garden of Eden might have looked like? The world that God has created for Adam and Eve and the people before it got destroyed by the flood? We know that it was beautiful, but how exactly uh, was it like? Was there any clue that we can find to see and compare with the world that we live in now and the world back then? I want to read from Ellen White's book called Heaven, page 77. It says, When the tide of iniquity overspread the world, the wickedness of man determined their destruction by a flood of waters. And the hand that had planted Eden withdrew it from the earth. But in the final restitution, when there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, Revelation 21.1, it will be restored more gloriously, adorned than at the beginning. So there is a promise that we would see the new um, heaven and that Garden of Eden will be there more gloriously adorned than when it was before. But before the flood came, the world was just so beautiful. The Bible said, the God said it was good after he had created it. But you know, there is something about the world before the flood. Do you know how long people lived back then? Now, what kind of life they lived? I'll show you what kind of life they lived. This is the lifespan of what people lived back then, the first 2,000 years of their lifespan. It's small, you can't really see, but you can see the blue bars that are going across. The first person is who? Adam, who lived how long? 930 years. Wait, is that, is that possible? Who is a person that you know had lived the longest among your friends or someone that you know today? Uh, who is the oldest in our, oldest in our church? <laughs> well, I don't want to point out who is the oldest, but, <laughs> but just to say, someone who lived 80 or 90, you say, wow, the person lived a good life. If someone is over 100, we go, wow, right? Compared to their time, a 100-year-old is what? Oh, my name is Noah. I'm 100 years old. Oh, you're a little kid. What did you learn from kindergarten today? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what we would say, because for them, a 900 or a 800 is normal, normal, and a 100 is just a little child. And Seth lived a uh, long time. Enos, uh, Kenan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enos, Methuselah, who lived the longest, 969 years. They lived a long time, but if you see that, that blue line goes for about 900, 800 years, gets shortened about half when? At what point does it get shortened to about 400 to 500 years? You can't really tell, right? But do you know when? What event? That's the flood, which took about uh, 2,400 BC. So that's when the lifespan from 800, 900 years goes back down to about 500 to 400. And then a couple hundred years later, it goes down to 200. That's the Tower of Babel, which took, about, took place about 
2100 BC. So something must have had happened that the human lifespan has got shortened. What is that? And that is the flood. We're going to talk about the flood today and the life before and after the flood. So what happened exactly during that time? And I want to find out from what exactly happened from the Bible. So Genesis 7, 11 through 12, it says, In the 600 year of Noah's life, the, on the 17th day of the second month, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and the rain fell upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, friends, rain comes from what? The rain's falling from the sky from what? What contains the water in the sky? The clouds. Now, if you look at the sky and look at the clouds, do you think there is enough water to rain the whole earth for 40 days and 40 nights continually? No. So then, where is that water? When, when God said, when God created the earth on the second day, he divided the water, remember? He created the firmament and divided the water. And it says, let there be firmament, separation between the water, and there be water above the sky and be beneath the sky. So the water that's on earth right now, that's the seawater. But water above the sky is the cloud or the water in the sky. Do you know how much water is in the sky today? Because that water certainly is not enough to rain for 40 days and 40 nights the whole world. So either the Bible is lying or it, there was something different. There was something different, okay? So let's check how much water is there in the sky now. Uh, this is the picture of a globe. Do you see a blue dot, blue circle in the middle and on the side? That is how much water is there in the whole world, including the seawater, the river water, the lake water, everything, the frozen um, ice, everything, including. That's about 332.5 million cubic miles of water. That's a lot of water, but compared to the, to the earth, that's pretty small. Do you see a smaller dot? Smaller blue? If you have eagle's eyes, <laughs> you could probably see the smaller blue. That smaller blue is the fresh water. So the big water is salty water. Smaller blue circle is... A, is, is and now if you have Adam's eyes, you can see the third smaller water. <laughs> That's drinkable water. <laughs> you can't see that. That's like... The little, so this over here and that over here and the small tiny dot, that is in that picture as well. But that's how much it is. Now, the water in the atmosphere compared to the whole body of water we have in this earth, on this earth, is one one hundred thousandth of water. So that is basically to say 
0.001% of water is floating up in the air in the atmosphere right now today. So then, do you think the Bible said, God said, I divide up the water, let there be separation between the water, and there is 0.001% of water up in the air? And God said, I divided up the water. That doesn't sound right, right? So when God said, I divided the water, separated the water, there must have been a lot more water than just 0.001% of water floating up in the cloud. Do you see where I'm going? See what I'm saying? So I don't know how much, but at least 20, 30, 50%, significant amount of water was above the sky. Now, what does that do if you have that much water in the atmosphere? in the form of vapor, because if you have just body of water, it will be blocking the sun and it would, not, it would not be visible. But if in the form of vapor, it could create a layer. Now, what does that do? Now, scientists have done the experiment and did all that, and now this is where we are guessing what would have happened. And it's very, very possible that this happened. Do you know something about um, Electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic spectrum. That is the light that comes to us from the sun. Is everything good? The sunlight, is everything good? Is everything visible? No. So this is a spectrum that shows you. Uh, the, the letters are really small, so you can't really see. But what you see on the left side, the red side, those are the good and healing lights. What you see in the middle, what's that? The rainbow, the, the visible light. What you see on the right side, the purple side, purple side is the strong rays and strong light. So those are uh, ultraviolet light and the X-ray light and the gamma rays. Now, what does ultraviolet do? If you go and get ultraviolet UV light, your vitamin D is weakened, so you can sleep better at night. But if you get too much exposure to that, what do you get? Sunburn. So what do you do so that you don't get sunburn? You put sunblock on, right? Sunglasses, sunblock, you put that on, right? Because too much of that is too bad for your skin. Now, if you go one more, that's x-ray. Now, have you heard x-ray? What does that do? People use it in the hospital because it goes through your skin, but it doesn't go through your bones. Harder, like more dense, it doesn't go through. So we use it in the, in the hospital setting. However, they control the amount of x-ray they shoot it through your body because if you put too much, it's not good. And getting the exposure of x-ray, even the small amount, for the pregnant woman, it's not good. So we don't recommend it to the pregnant woman because that could be harmful. Now the gamma, uh, gamma rays, it's bad. So it's the equivalent to when you have an atomic bomb, or an exposure, that's the light that comes out. If you get exposed to that, too much of it, it will just melt people, just killing, destroying people. So the right side of ray is bad, but the left side, which is infrared light, microwave, and the radio light, those lights are actually good for you. Lower frequencies, slower frequency, it's actually healing light, like the heat that we get from the sun. That's the healing light. The right side, you see the wave is much faster, 
stronger light. Now, the layer of vapor that was there before, that will filter the bad lights, but letting in the good lights. It sounds funny, right? How is it possible that the stronger light gets filtered out, but then the weaker lights go through? Now, if you have uh, a group of gangsters guarding the gate, the elderly people and the children will go by without any trouble. But if you say, I'm a macho, and then you try to fight with them, what happens? You get beat up, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the stronger lights will not get through, and it will be filtered, but the weaker lights will go through. That's how it's designed. Water that God has created, H2O, is a very interesting material. In a form of vapor, it will filter. With that much of thickness, it will filter through all that bad light, but letting in the good light. And that's the kind of environment that we had. And what was the temperature, what is the temperature difference between the poles and the equator right now? Is there a great difference today? Yes, because one side is burning, the other side is frozen, right? Do you think it was like that before the flood? What do people find when they dig up to find find uh, oil up in the like Alaska or like in Russia up in the Arctic area what do they find they find the frozen forest trees that are 100 feet 300 feet tall like just like what you see in like Hawaii they find the solidly frozen forest inside there that means at one point they used to have like forest up there in that area. So what does that tell us? Meaning the world at that time was a world, much better place than it was today. In that light, we can tell the people who lived there for that much longer, it was natural for them to live longer. And some people say, you know what, pastor, they lived 900 years, but if you think about it, when you turn about 70 or 80 or 90, what happens to your vision? People have to wear glasses because your vision is getting weaker. What happens to your, your, your teeth? They fall out, <laughs> right? So, and how, your mobility, can you walk as well in your 80s and 90s? People have walkers, and sometimes they have wheelchairs to walk around. We have many doctors, we, hospitals, dentists. I mean, because people get weak and sick. And some people say, you know what? So, you know, you live 900 years, but for, for about 80, 90, 90 years, you live healthy and strong. But then for the rest of life, so 800 years, you'll be, you'll be on your wheelchair. You'll be eating with your dentures. You'll be like sick all the time, lying in your bed for 900 years, 800 years. Oh, that's not fun. Do you think that was the case back then? No. How do you know? What does the Bible say? Okay. How old was Adam when he gave birth to Seth? What's the childbearing age today? 20s and 30s. If you pass 35, 40, it's considered risky. If you pass 50 or 60, that's a miracle. 70 or 80, unheard of, right? 
I mean, that may be possible, but unheard of. Adam was 130 years old when he gave birth to Seth. 130? That's a grandpa, right? For them, that, he was youth. He was running around. He was playing basketball. He was, he was doing like, you know, 100-meter dash. No problem. He was strong at 130. Methuselah gave birth when he was 187. But wait for this. Noah, how old was Noah when he became father to three sons? Who? Shem, Ham, and Japheth. How old was Noah? 500. And he built the ark at what age? 600. So 600, we are thinking, oh, a dinosaur, you should be lying on your bed. No, he went out building the ark for how long? 120 years. We are talking about these people that are in there, like, like, they're thriving. They're strong, vigorous. They're so strong. It's not like they're on their walkers and dentures, like, oh, I can't see. Where are you? No. They're strong. They were really, really strong and very, very fine at that time. That's the kind of world that God created. And that's why when God said in Genesis, God created everything and he said it was good. Do you think God will see this world today and say, you know what, this world is good? Do you think he would say that? I don't know. I don't know if he would say that. My house is in Rancho Peñasquitos. And my house, there is no AC. It was built in the, back in the 80s, and there is no AC. And during summertime, oh, it gets hot. <laughs> Inside, the house goes up to about 92, 93 degrees, so we can't stay there. We have to go out to the library or somewhere to cool down. It gets too hot. But guess what? Do you think people who built my house back in the 80s they were too cheap. Oh, I didn't want to, we don't want to put in the AC because we were too cheap. Do you think that's what they planned? No. Back then, there was no need for an AC because the weather in San Diego was perfect. Now, that's what we are paying for, you know, like we pay the weather tax here because the weather was perfect. There was no need for an AC. It was cool and warm, not hot. But what happened 30 years later? It's getting too hot. And any new house that's getting built today, is there an option of, should we put in the AC or not? No, it's, it's mandatory. They have to put in the AC, otherwise they will not sell the house. What happened? The world is changing, for better or worse? Worse. We have to live with that today. Do you think the weather is going to get better 10, 20, 30 years from now? I don't think so. It's getting worse. I'm going to show you a few things. Now, this is a picture of a sky in Korea. It's an end tower in Seoul, Seoul end tower. Look at the sky. It's beautiful. That was a few years ago. Do you know what it looks like today? Like this year? This is what it looks like. The smog. The smog that's coming from China <laughs> or whatever. You know, the industry that's 
you know, the things that we buy from dollar store, all the things that, that are coming from China and Vietnam and all the places, they are running all the factories there using coal or fuel. And all that smog is flowing east. And it's, it's hitting not only Korea, like everywhere. That's what it looks like. It used to look like this in Seoul. This is, you know, downtown Seoul. This is what it looks like now. And this is everyday life for Koreans. So if you want to go to Korea, don't go during this time. Go like during fall or winter, when it's, it's better. What is this? Um, paradise fire. Paradise fire. This is what it looks like after the fire swept through the village. The cars burned down, and you see the people? They went to their house. Everything got burned down. The ruins of what had happened. And someone going through their, the car, I think, trying to figure out if there's anything left. What is this? Can anyone recognize this? This is actually the earthquake of Haiti. Haiti earthquake. Same thing with Haiti earthquake. What is this? The tsunami in Japan. And this is what happened after. And this is before and after. After the tsunami on the left side, right side is before. What is this? This happened this week. Notre France, <laughs> Notre Dame. And this is after the fire. Oh, so this is what it looks like. Now, this is my point. When we look at all the pictures of the ruins, we go like, whoa, what happened? That's so terrible. But you know what? This is exactly what happened to the earth after the flood. When the flood came, the beautiful world that God has created, when God said it is good, where people live for like 900 years, and that beautiful world, the environment that people could thrive and, and be healthy and be strong, that world was completely destroyed. And now we are living in the ruins of that place. And when we go to Grand Canyon, when you go to Yosemite, and we say, wow, this is amazing, beautiful. This is, wow, so pretty. But when Adam and Noah and Methuselah and Enoch, when those people come and look at Yosemite and Joshua Tree and the Rockies, what do you think they are going to say? Oh, man, what happened? This is so terrible. That's what they're going to say. Because compared to what God had created before, this is just so ugly. And the people, their lifespan got shortened significantly. And if we can live up to 100, wow, you lived a good life. For them, oh, poor guy, what happened to you? You only lived 100 years. You're supposed to live 1,000 years. And we get shocked when we say, when we read about the report of Adam living 930 years, wow, he lived a good life. Did he live a good long life compared to what God has designed for him? No. What did God design Adam to live? How long did God design him for? Eternity. For him to live only 1,000 years is a failure. He didn't live a long, good 1,000 years of life. 
He lived a short, pathetic 1,000 years, only 1,000 years, because what God has designed is so much better. And I'm not talking about surviving through and limping through a 1,000 years, thriving for a 1,000 years. How many of you want to go to heaven? Are you sure? Because when you go to heaven, wouldn't it be boring? You live for like thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions and billions of years. What are you going to do? There is no internet. <laughs> there is no Netflix. <laughs> there is no iPhone. What are you going to do? I mean, I don't think people will be playing like, you know, Super Bowl there. What are you going to do? You know, some people think, you know what, heaven is going to be a boring place because, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to be there. I mean, what I'm going to do, it's just, I mean, it's going to be beautiful, but you'll be bored, right? Somebody was saying this. Um, you know, I, when I was younger, I was reading, and we were reading the Revelation, and it says there are 24 elders. What do they do? They fall before God and praise God 24-7. All the time, they praise God. And this little boy was thinking, you know what? Heaven must be a boring place. When I go to heaven, I don't want to join the choir. Because if you join the choir, guess what? You will be joining the choir for eternity. <laughs> Do you think it will be fun? <laughs> well, I don't know. But the reality is this. Parents, if your kid comes to you and says, Mom, Dad, I want to be a professional musician. Will you be happy and jumping up and down, or will you be worried? If your kid comes to you and says, Mom and Dad, I want to be a soccer player. I want to be a pianist, professional pianist. I want to be an artist. What, is your, what, what, what would you say as a parent? Yes, son, daughter, go for it. Or would you say, um, let, let, let's think about this. <laughs> Why? A lot of parents will be concerned. If they want to be a teacher or uh, like uh, start a business or be a doctor or whatever, firefighter, something, a regular job, yes, because you can have a steady job. But if you become a musician, uh, chances are if you become famous, yes, you can, you can do well. But a lot of times, not many people make it to the professional level where they can make enough money to support their family. They'll be hungry. They'll be poor. Same thing with athletes. Same thing with artists. But if you think about this, if there's no worries for a paycheck, if your life is set in heaven, do you think it will be a good life to be a musician? How many of you have tried to learn a new musical instrument and had given up? <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to learn to play the piano, but I, yeah, it just didn't work. <laughs> but I love to listen to someone playing the piano. I mean, that, that's just awesome. But can you imagine if you go to heaven, your potential, there is no limit in your potential. Your, your ability, your wisdom, your talent will be just, there's no limit. God has blessed you so much. You, we are only using like 5, 10%, not even 10%, 5%, 3% of our brain. Imagine you can use all of that and the potential, the full potential that, I, that God has given. You are going to develop that and just, just learn to play the piano. 
Not like, you know, like, nah, 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 nah. not that. You just learn to play like the professionals do, way better than anybody here on earth can play the piano. And spend about 500 years learning to play the piano, and you master it. You learn, not only learn to play the best music pieces in this world, but you write your own music. Go around, travel around the universe, have concerts. Praise God for that. 500 years will go by like nothing. And you will just want to play the piano? How about saxophone? How about trumpet? How about harp? Play, learn to play other instruments and spend another 200 years, another 300, another 500 years. A thousand years will go by just like that. How about other fields? Maybe you can, like, sports, you know? Okay, I'm, I'm, I started tennis not too long ago, about a year ago or so. And every time I go back and I hit the ball, the ball is going that way. <laughs> I was planning to hit it this way, the ball is flying that way. <laughs> or it hits the net. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And then I come home after about an hour of two hours of practicing, my arm is about to fall out. <laughs> and I'm trying to run and I get blisters. Oh man, what's wrong? Had I started 20 years earlier, do you think I would have been better? Perhaps, perhaps. But if you go to heaven, do you think you'll worry about, oh, I'll, get, I'll be too old. I, my knees won't, won't support me. I mean, my knees will just give up on me. Do you think you'll worry about that when you go to heaven? No. You will spend another, I don't know, 100 years, 200 years, be better than Nadal or Federal. You hit the ball. How about traveling? You know, like my, my cousins and my uncles came from Korea to America, they only had like one week to travel. Guess what their schedule is like. They, they are on the bus, they drive for eight hours, go to Yosemite, they get out for one hour, okay, take a picture, here, there, there, let's go. They're back on the bus again for another seven hours. <laughs> they go to like, what, Death Valley or, or like another place, and then, okay, everyone out for two hours. And then they're back on the bus again for like another 13-hour drive. That's what they do. Oh, yeah, I did the tour. What did you see? <laughs> you saw for like 30 minutes of this and that and that. Not that kind of travel. You go to Yosemite for like, what about 20 years? You live there. You, you, you go around to all the hiking tracks and everything. You go to another planet. You live there for 100 years and you travel everything, explore everything. You go to the next galaxy. How about that? Do you think heaven will be a boring place? No. I mean, do you think I mentioned everything? No. I only began to explain just a tiny bit of what it could possibly be. Heaven will be an awesome place beyond our imagination. Do you want to go to heaven? Yes. Because heaven is like this, 1 Corinthians 2.9. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Friends, it is my prayer that you and I will have the strong desire and imagination to picture heaven in reality and have the strong desire to go, 
because that heaven is real and is coming very soon. We need to be ready for heaven. Let us be ready to go, search our heart, give your heart to Jesus, study the word of God, pray, accept Jesus' salvation, and be saved. May God cleanse our hearts, cleanse us, and be ready so that we can be ready for Jesus' coming and we will be thrilled to go to heaven and learn and explore the beauty, the amazing things that God has prepared for us throughout eternity. How many of you want to go to heaven? May God bless us as we prepare ourselves to go to heaven. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, thank you for preparing this heaven for us. Sometimes in our blindness, we don't see the reality, the beauty, the awesomeness of heaven. We don't even see the glimpse of heaven. And we say, God, I'm just too busy in this world. I can't really think about heaven. Lord, help us not to make the mistake of switching, exchanging this world for what's better up in heaven. Help us to be, prepare ourselves. Help us to go there. Lord, we know that you are coming soon. So Lord, pre please prepare our, our hearts. Help us to give up our sins in this world. Help us to cling to you so that we can be ready for your soon coming. Please take us home. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.